if I got sued by Macho Man, I'd be okay with it. Because then I would frame that. I would frame the subpoena and just have it right behind my TV. Most definitely. Yo, what's happening? It's Leo. It's Oscar. I'm out of pocket and scum dog, and you're listening to the Scope Disclosure Podcast. Let's get out of here, bro. Aside from that, did you get you guys have your bevs on hand? We do have our bevs. Okay, great. Don't show me yet, because I always like to be surprised uh, while we're in <laughs> right. mid-episode. Um, but aside from that, I think we're good to get started. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, cool. for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Uh, we go down from Calgary all the way down to uh, Texas to be chatting with River and John of uh, Ballista. Thanks for coming on, both of you. No problem. Thanks Love to be us. here. Yeah, very excited. Um, Ballista is a band that kind of came onto my radar um, just kind of prior to the um, um, kind of the world falling apart, um, obviously with the Wild Rose 2020 release uh, and lineup announcement. That was kind of like the first like, okay, this could potentially happen. Um, and now that I'm actually saying it out loud, I think I actually might have seen you guys played Promcore 2018 or 19. Was it 18 or 19? I think it was 18. No, it was 19. Yeah. It was one of those. We did play. It was 19. It was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think it was the first time that uh, Sonny was down there. And and I think I saw a set um, that he filmed. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That was the coolest thing ever, too. I was like, (laughs) that that was like the coolest thing when Aaron, the promoter, messaged me. He was like, do you want Hate Five Six to film your set? I was like, yes. (laughs) Is that a question? Like, yeah. Um, why are you even asking me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like it's funny. I've I've had both Aaron and Sonny on separate episodes uh, of the podcast, like talking about promcore and just filming bands. And like, I would say ninety five percent of bands like are in that bracket of like, yeah, it's a no brainer if anyone wants to film yeah. a set. But unfortunately, there is a five percent of people who are a little um, have weird reasons why. But we won't really get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another episode yeah that's a whole separate episode (laughs) um for the few folks at home who might not know of the band or or what you guys do individually can you give a proper intro of you know your roles and then we'll kind of get into the the meat of the episode here uh i do vocals uh in most of the lyric writing but i have had help with lyrics from jonathan and uh zach our bassist as well cool and i i just play guitar nice um yeah so yeah i you guys put out a ep just kind of um i actually i'm trying to remember exactly the the month uh because some months have blurred together yeah it was i knew it was like around the summertime but yeah i think it was a little earlier uh yeah it was late may it was like right after everything like shut down and we were like oh it's sick yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah, but uh that's called uh come over to cuddle oh no wait Yep. <laughs> no, that, the fact that you guys did that little graphic for Valentine's Day, I just I couldn't help but like re redo the joke. But uh, no, cream of the crop is the the uh, the EP title, and um, definitely want to be chatting about some of those because I think like musically, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but I think that there's certain things that you guys threw in to kind of 
um, add some uh, spice and flavor. Um, but before we get super into the, you know, all of those things, we got to check some bevs. So it's tradition get here that uh, the guests go first, and then it comes my way, and then uh, we start uh, we start sipping, as they say. All right. Well, I'm sipping on the Ballista Go to Miller High Life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just been. It's been the, the band beer since our first show. Okay. So I when I was researching for this podcast, it seemed like just like Miller Lite was the beer that you guys were always pro like it seems like you guys are like unofficially sponsored by them to this point. So we're, we're trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you everybody has to be at least twenty five, so they're waiting on me to turn twenty five. Oh, yeah. Okay. Once Jonathan turns twenty five, we're we're hoping for those. Is twenty five the drinking? age i looked it up <laughs> it's not the drinking age but i looked it up and i think for sponsorships or something like that you have to be 25 oh. i remember looking into it because i really wanted the miller highlight uh <laughs> sponsorship right <laughs> yeah it's just you had to be 25 to be endorsed by an alcohol yeah you know? i see okay yeah and uh so so you know we'll talk about things around the band but like i want to know like what set the stage to be like, this is the band beer <laughs> for, since the first show? Like, unpack that real quick. I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's been the beer that we've, like, kind of stand for a long time <laughs> before, like, we started the band. And yeah. we're just like, let's just drink Miller High Life all the time. Yeah. And let's try to push this thing to its limit and see if we maybe can get an endorsement out of it or something. And then it just became part of our, our mythos. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, it's ballista lore at this point. Yeah. yeah. And like, we've, we've had people at shows just like bring us six packs and like 12 packs of their highlights just because. <laughs> and we're like, all right, cool. It's a, it's a really uh, effective way to get free beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, if there's any lesson for any band listening, like, pick a beverage, whether you're a straight edge band, you pick, you know, your Red Bull or something. And then eventually your yeah. fans, as you grow, will bring, bring those drinks to your shows. Exactly. <laughs> of course. Um, I don't know if you guys heard um, the episode I did with Brian of Knocked Loose, but uh, it, it was funny to hear on him. He, he brought a, a blueberry Red Bull and I was like, oh, like, why is blueberry your favorite flavor? And I don't think I've ever asked someone why like they brought that certain flavor i'm just like oh yeah a red bull that's cool and we move along but i asked him yeah and obviously because you know the whole latest record of their band is so blue focused it's like mm. he's obsessed with it and he's like now nah, i, I can't put genius. it down yeah no it's 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 fun. also it's also a delicious band. it is it's it my is favorite great. red bull too it's the best one so yeah. good choice on their part <laughs> and i i'm also drinking a miller highlight but i'm mixing it up with a tobo chico of course yeah, good choice. You know, it's it's a uh, whenever I'm not drinking beer, no, I'm just kidding. But you know, <laughs> it's just a great, great beverage. Yeah, no, I um, I, I that's <laughs> been checked a couple times here on the show. It's not as uh, it seems to be a lot more popular in the in the states than it is up here in Canada. Like, yeah, you I, can was, buy I didn't it. know if they had it up there or not. So I had, back when I lived up there, I don't think I'd ever seen one. I think it's easier to get down here because it's bottled in Mexico. That makes oh, sense. Up here, yeah. rather. It, yeah in Mon monterey mexico so yeah well especially you guys being so close to them i'm sure like you know yeah. the access is at at a at peak definitely yep. yeah definitely. no that uh you know just on the the miller uh shenanigans um i have you guys ever done any like 
rips like for merch or stuff off of that i'm curious like yes (laughs) we have uh we uh we have one shirt uh a while back i think we had that one in 2018 though yeah uh and it had we took the the miller high life logo and changed it to say ballista dallas texas and on the back we took their uh they have like a logo of like a girl sitting on the moon with like a a beer Uh and i took that and put Instead of champagne of uh, beer, I put champagne of rips on it. <laughs> <laughs> All in like the Miller lo- Miller like. Oh my god, I love that so much. That's my favorite shirt that we've done, honestly. Yeah, I I I'm hope there's some reprint in the when shows come back where I can own that myself. We, we probably will because that's <laughs> that's a good one. That one sold really fast. That or you want one? Might be able to. Oh, yeah, well, I think we I'm might have an extra it. somewhere. I'll, if you if you send one, I'll do an episode with that shirt. So that someone would be like, is that Bet. a Miller shirt? No, that's something's different there. <laughs> I'll I'll dig. I'll find one. Okay. I'm sure there's one hanging around somewhere. Okay. We'll figure that out. Um as far as Bev's for me, um, yeah, I was like, I'm always kind of curious sometimes, like, I don't know if members of certain bands are straight edge, because I always try to, like, respect the straight edge in the podcast room. But as soon as mm-hmm. I saw the Miller stuff, I'm like, I think we're in the clear to, to check a, a beer on <laughs> this episode. Um, but uh, I don't know how, how closely both of you follow the podcast, but uh, we recently got a beverage sponsor with a brewery here in Calgary called New Level. Ooh. And... Um, this one I've been like very very excited to try. So it's a lime kettle sour, um, and I've been told I don't know if you guys fuck with key lime pie, but apparently it tastes exactly like one. Um, that sounds amazing. So I'm gonna check that. Um, I'm really excited. Um, lime anything is also like really good. So the fact that it's like a pie oh, yeah. in a can is gonna be uh, is gonna be something. So I'm gonna give you the initial the initial thoughts i'm ready to react to your reaction oh reaction. <laughs> yeah that's like really really good like i'm, I'm big really on the me? yeah definitely like i'm big on the sour beers i wasn't at yes. first but my wife is really into those and then over time it just became apparent so yeah that's it's not like overpowering it's like a nice subtle like lime but then there's like a sweet aftertaste I'm into that. Mm, okay. Nice. I wonder if you can get those down here. Where I'm gonna have to check it out. They probably got a like total wine or something. Probably somewhere bougie. Yeah. No. <laughs> like I, I was talking with Drew, who's the, he's uh kind of the CEO, kind of base of operations on all that stuff, and I don't know how much because I thought that we could ship across Canada, um, mm-hmm. for some of those things, but I think that he thought there was a loophole, but then. Apparently that loophole doesn't exist. So I think a lot of it is like local as far as people that can either yeah. like order it in the province. Uh, I think there might be some stuff in BC coming down the pipe, but uh, you know, in, in hopefully a, a world where you guys are, are coming up to play wild rose, it, it will definitely be something that uh, either Fingers I will crossed. be bringing to you or, you know, we'll be going together or something. <laughs> Please would love that. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely do want to talk about like how, you know, you know, you guys got asked to play Wild Rose and some of those things, but, um, I kind of always start every episode with just getting context around my guests on how they got into heavy music. Um, so River, let's start with you. Just tell me the first time you heard a breakdown, the first time, you know, you heard someone like pig squealing or just like those kind of things. And then, uh, we'll move over to John and, um, 
because I think it's really important to just like understand how the trajectory has put people on certain paths. So, yeah, definitely. I think the first breakdown I ever heard was actually like in one by Metallica. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the darkness imprisoning me. That part. I think that was the first breakdown I ever heard. But I started getting into like rock music because my stepdad like listens to like a bunch of rock, like ACDC and like Metallica and like those kinds of rock bands. Uh, but then my stepbrother gave me uh, Good Charlotte's The Young and the Hopeless album uh, oh, on CD. Oh, a classic, of course. And so, yeah. yeah, and so I got really into like pop punk and then I got really into Sum 41 and they had kind of more like a metal influence. And then from there, I got more into like Metallica because they did like a Metallica medley and they would do Metallica covers. And then from there, I just kind of like started listening to all kinds of like rock music and heavy music. And when I was younger, I just kind of thought that anything that had distorted guitars and like shouting or screaming just fell under the, the umbrella of metal. Yeah. And so sure. I didn't find out until years later that some bands I was listening to when I was like 12 were like hardcore bands that everyone looks back on now like fondly like i didn't know about that back then i just thought they were all metal bands and then i just started going to shows when i was in my teens but i was going to mostly the bigger shows and stuff i didn't start going to local shows and getting like actually involved in the scene really until 2012 uh when i went to see uh malad from lost and separation a metalcore band uh his old 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 band uh we were friends and I went to see his band and then I just started going to shows and started bands eventually. And then mm-hmm. got to where we are now. Nice. Yeah. No, I think it's like, I, I remember vividly listening to like under oath and kill switch engage and like mm-hmm. disturbed. And I'm like, these are all metal bands, but like you got your like post hardcore alternative, like kind of stuff. Exactly. And new metal and like, like, champion like metal core as far as kill switch engage is concerned so no i think a lot of people are just kind of it's kind of like you're chipping into a rock and then you don't realize how how deep it goes and all the different intricacies so yeah that's cool exactly yeah um jonathan jonathan what about you um well for me like really the first band that i heard that had like well, okay, actually, that's not true. The first band, the first music I ever remember hearing was Pantera because my parents were super into Pantera, Metallica, even like bands like Limp Bizkit and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, but I never really got into it until later. But before that, I got into Creed. Oh, okay. Actually. Yeah, okay. And to this day, I love Creed. He's still a Creed herd. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then Sick. from there, I found bands like, like Metallica, obviously, yeah. which is, to the day I die is, is uh, my favorite band. And like, that was like, whenever I listened to Metallica, I was kind of like, you know, you know, that'd be kind of cool to like play music, you know, mm. but it never really, I never really wanted to like actually like start a band and really do it until I listened to Confide. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dang. Like I, I heard, I heard them and I remember watching like some of their music videos where they're playing at Warped Tour. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's... I haven't thought about that band in like probably 15 years or something. Like, <laughs> wow. Man, I, I remember they did that music that video. Uh, there was always this one space that's like, it's kind of like a box room. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the song, but like. Such Great Heights? Maybe it was that because it like was there a... was so many. That was like, that seemed to be a space that a lot of bands did music videos I think um, mm-hmm. I think the band's called Dayseeker. They did a, a music video yes. there. 
Um, they yeah. were like Dayseeker was like a music video band. Like they had a music video for every single song. For every single um, song. Yeah. Like where did you get that money? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I haven't. Man, that's so crazy. I think, ironically enough, I think I started following the vocalist and his wife on Instagram, yeah. and I think I still follow both of them. They're like one's a wedding photographer and and something like that. So. Yeah, that's so crazy how you just brought that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, it was just I heard them and I watched them and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I figured it out now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing, you know. So, um, going back to you're a big Creed fan, um, and yes. you know, like people like largely like the shit on Creed just because it's like here, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you do you know about the band Tremonti by chance? Oh yeah, with, with Mark Tremonti, yeah. Yeah. Mark yeah. Tremonti, easily top five most underrated guitar players of all time. Of course. I mean, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very close friend who was like, okay, like Creed's a little funky at times, but you should listen to this Tremonti band because it's got riffs and just like it's it's that style where it's like, man, if they were screaming and not like singing stuff like all the way through, this would be like one of the most hyped bands at every hardcore festival in the world. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so funny on how some of those like people that are ingrained in like radio rock and radio metal right. where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to sing. But like the riffs are so hard. So yeah, I want yep. I wanted to plug Tremonti as far as being a very good riffy kind of band as well. Yes, definitely. Um, okay. So yeah, it kind of got a little bit of a basis on some of those things as far as the origin. Um, you know, when I reached out to river to do this podcast, um, you were very adamant to bring John on as well. Cause you guys are kind of the, I guess the foundational members, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. so, so tell me about the foundation of the band, how that came to be. What was the idea? Was it from the ashes of another band? Break down some of those things for me. So uh, we were in a band before uh, Ballista called South of Sonora. Uh, we were just kind of like a metalcore breakdown, beat down band, sure. just kind of thing. Uh, just kind of all over the place. And Jonathan wrote most of the music for that, too. I joined uh, after the one EP that we put out um, was already written. Uh, but so I, get, I got to know Jonathan really well through that. And uh, we eventually broke up. Um, and then, uh, about a year or so, I guess, after we broke up, um, my ex opened up to me about her past with, uh, sexual assault. And I just wrote a song about it because I've always been writing lyrics, uh, my very first band that I was ever in, I was a vocalist. And then I just really never stopped writing lyrics. Hmm. So I wrote lyrics for that. Um, and I was just kind of sitting on them. I was like, I don't really want to sit on these lyrics. Like, I kind of just want to, like, talk about the issue. Mm. Um, and so I reached out to Jonathan, and I was like, hey, do you want to start a, another band? I need someone to write the music, because I can't write the music. But I've already got, like, these lyrics done. And I can eat. I have a bunch of other lyrics that I've written that I'm sitting on. Uh, and so he was like, yeah, definitely. And so he, like, immediately started writing riffs most of which the original ones never even turned into songs until later on sure. um, but then we just started gathering up members um but ever since the beginning it's been like our the lineup we have now is like a perfect mesh like we all feed off each other really well we all have really good construction and stuff but me and jonathan since the beginning have been 
just like the ones handling the whole band aspect of everything. But now it's like a, a much more of a group effort, I think. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's interesting to hear how the band started off of the um, the need to 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 see a song through, um, you know, versus mm-hmm. like I want to get together with my my homie who just moved from this state to this or things like that. It was like I have this song and I want to realize it, and then it just blossomed into being a full band. That's really interesting. Yep, and uh, so that was cleanse, and that was the very first song we put out. Um, and I wrote, so I wrote those first lyrics, but then Jonathan also wrote a version of lyrics. And then I ended up just incorporating the two of them together to make the full song. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So fast forwarding. Sorry. Were, were you going to say something, John? Uh, no, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm chilling. Okay. Your <laughs> eyes just bought, like went up. And I was like, oh shit, did I cut them off? <laughs> uh, okay. So no, that, that's really cool to hear. Um, like I hate to ask this question because I'm sure you guys have gotten it a lot, but is the name of the band named after like the great weapon of a ballista? Yes. Okay. It is. Uh, <laughs> more more specifically, uh, I'm a huge like Fire Emblem fan. Uh, oh, okay. And okay. I rem- and ever since like ever since my first band broke up, I've wanted to name a band ballista. Like I've had the name since 2014, I think, when we first broke up. Okay. And cool. uh. And I just always thought back to playing uh, the first Fire Emblem game that got released uh, on this side of the ocean uh, and just remember there being a ballista in the game. I just really liked the name. And so I was, so we started the band and I was like, we're calling it Ballista. I'm sorry. Yeah, but. no ifs, ands, <laughs> or buts. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah. It was really cool because every time you start like a new project or something, it's always like, a month of everybody bouncing back names back and sure. forth. It's like, oh, I like that one. This is great because there was already a name there. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have that. You yeah. know, I'd already been sitting on it for like four years. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. And and it's it's funny because a lot of, you know, stuff in hardcore will talk about like, it's almost, I, I think about the weapons of hardcore. Like everyone talks about like a glock <laughs> and there's like those sound bites or like twist of the knife. But like no one talks about like, a full-on ballista that will fire a giant like like cannon arrow into into the side of a building or something like that. So right, like you you got like the wasn't it like a left behind axe and like all those. Merch. Oh yeah, Kublai Khan had all... the hammer as well. Yeah, Kublai Khan yeah. hammer. We're gonna have a ballista ballista. <laughs> oh. a, a full size ballista. It's, it's just, one it's just of in... one. <laughs> one just, of one. It's yeah. Thirty thousand dollars, and it's yeah, a it comes in a no, box. It, you have to haul it home. You have to assemble it. it yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I we're actually not going to gonna charge that. people money for it. It's like bring us, let's say 10, 30 packs of Miller High. Yeah, and then you're you good. have to pay in Miller. Yeah, that's yes. too funny. Um, yeah, no, I th- I think that's very cool. Um, yeah, like as soon as I was like a ballist, like that is something from like that, like that's something from like Age of Empires, like like and i've seen them, <laughs> exactly. that kind of shit so that's cool so like i said at the beginning of the podcast you guys put on ep uh cream of the crop uh and you know that came out right around uh may we were talking about um i'm i'm kind of i'm I, i've seen the trend with a number of guests who have put out records during this time where um either things were just they were sitting on it for so long and they're like 
fuck it, let's just put it out. Uh, was May kind of the target um, timeline for you guys? Or it was like a lot earlier, later? Well, I, it was... I, you, go ahead. What, what, I, what I will say is that, well, we, we had been writing a few songs and this is before everything shut down and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, and we're like, okay, let's record because we really wanted to debut this this that material whenever we came down or up to Canada. Yeah. So that was that was originally the target date to get that out by. Like and, so, like uh, mid April ish. Yes. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Exactly. Give it give it a little time to come out and for people to be able to digest it and actually hear it. Yeah. And Learn then the lyrics. Well, all that. Yeah, yeah. And then we all know how everything happened. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, we can take a little bit of time. But we still were just like, we had these songs, we were writing them. Or we really just want to put something out because we had never, before before this, we'd really only put out like singles. Yeah. We had never put out like an actual collective of songs. Mm-hmm. And it just like, at least to me, I don't know. I was no, just, yeah, I just, I just really wanted to put like a body of work out. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah. So that's, and then I ended up just, you know, after recording and waiting for, you know, mixes and masters and stuff, just ended up end of May was when we put it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, so. I, I did notice that from, uh, you know, looking at some of the other discography that there might be like a two song thing or a demo or a promo, but not a, you know, this is a, there, there's flow between each of these songs and, and purpose exactly. and, and some of those things. So, um, no, I remember hearing that because that was right around the time where, you know, I started to run dry on live show content because obviously like in another timeline where um, you guys play Wild Rose, like like your set would be archived and online and all that good shit. Um, but I think it was right around, I think it was like mid-April that I was like, okay, well, I have no drum cams to post. I have no live sets. So I started doing the playlist and I think it was like one of the first, maybe one of the first ones where I started to branch out and do, because originally I started that as like, hey, let's just feature bands that we've filmed before. And then it's a way for people to hear those bands and then go watch the other content that we've already made. But then that just became very repetitive very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to branch this out. And I think, you know, if I'm remembering this all correctly, I think, I put you guys on the playlist when you guys put that EP out because I wanted to do like a yeah I think I think featurette. that was it yeah um, no I and I think that was really cool to to kind of hear that so uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about a, a you know some of the specific um, songs but before I ask some of those kind of more um, very hyper focused questions like tell me about like the response uh, have there been certain tracks that have resonated with people that you didn't expect them to. Um, I always find like sometimes you're like, oh yeah, this is the song. And then one that you didn't expect to be the song was a, a fan favorite. So talk to me about some of those things. Uh, Stone Thrower, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I thought Law of the Jungle and Prey Drive were going to be the two big songs. because They were the two that we were already playing live. Right. Uh, so like, more people like already knew those songs and stuff, and I thought they were gonna gravitate towards that one. But the timing of the release with um, the George Floyd situation and all the protests and everything kind of happened but at a good time because I wrote Stone Thrower about uh, bigotry of all kinds, but obviously that affects like 
racism mm-hmm. or not affects, but relates to racism and sure. like police brutality and everything like that. And so uh, that song was really important to me, just like having had written it and put it out because I was like, I can really like connect to even these words that I already connected to, but they're really relevant right now. And uh, we raised a couple thousand dollars for charity uh, off of a, uh, a uh, benefit shirt that we made mm-hmm. for that, sh- for that song. So I think a lot of people, especially over the past year have gravitated towards that song the most. Hmm. Um, but yeah. And so I'm really happy that I wrote that song. We wrote boot heel about the same topic pretty much, uh, which is one of our first songs, but it, we kind of outgrew the song. I still wanted to keep talking about for the sure. issues. Yeah. Uh, and so I wrote another one and liked it way more. Uh, and I felt like it had a lot more to say other than just anger towards like bigotry. Sure. Uh, like I feel like I talked a little bit more about like the specific issues, like uh, systemic racism and stuff like that. Uh, in the short amount of time I had to like in the song to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one I think is the one that's stuck out the most response wise from everybody. Yeah. Just listened. No, I, I feel like that's a huge point, and I just want to echo you as far as like, you don't have being in a band of any kind. You don't have to think about like, okay, we wrote the like fuck cops song, and we can't write the part two of that. Like, I think, exactly. um, yeah, because I think you know you should be able to show the um, not the growth of uh, a certain viewpoint, but just like how. Like it's important to constantly be talking about those topics because, exactly, like you said, a song it becomes gone old. Away. Yeah, yeah, a song becomes old. You might not playing up in your set list, but you're like, I still want to talk about these issues. So yeah, I think that's a great point, and wanted to re-echo that. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, John, it, was there any songs maybe on guitar wise that just like uh, popped a little bit more, uh, or you got like more like, yo, dude, this riff, and you're like, oh, I thought this riff was like all right but <laughs> well okay i honestly all of the the riffage on on like the way that we wrote these songs and everything like that was just was a lot different than the stuff that we had done before okay and, and i mean i guess i guess on a surface level it's really not that much different but whenever i think about the songs in general and i think about how i would play riffs on things before and how i did it this time it was uh you know, it was, it was, it was definitely a step. I wouldn't say forward, but a step in, in a different direction. Sure. Okay. With, you know, being influenced a lot by uh, machine head most first and foremost, it was, that was like my, my biggest inspiration, right? That's record. Cool. Or EP, whatever. <laughs> um, so I think that's what really sticks out the most to me. It's just kind of the, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's just the, the direction we took the music, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely saw like there was certain things that you that um, musically were just different than maybe some of the singles or, or stuff earlier on. Um, and, you know, like I, I, I think naturally I like I had Andrew from I Am on the podcast and, and we were talking about like subgenres and he's like they're necessary, you know, to yes. be able to be like this band sounds like this. But at the end of the day, it's like very taxing and kind of. Yeah. like um draining at times to be like so this band's like a like a tech metal core like it just it sounds so silly but <laughs> i think for you guys like i think it's very easy to say like you guys are just a heavy band like 
there's yeah, there's stuff where I'm like this okay this is very metal this is very metalcore oh this is like kind of like kind of wrist meets razor kind of chorusy kind of stuff so yeah, like yeah. <laughs> there, there's all these things coming at once so I think it's it's very it it's it's proper to say you guys are just a heavy band and just leave it at that yeah and ever since the beginning so when I first reached out to Jonathan and we were just kind of talking about like what kind of band we wanted to be uh like one thing that I've always said from the beginning is I kind of want to show like all of our different influences because all of us, uh, like especially now and in, in like all the current lineup, all of us listen to like such a wide range of like music, like whether it's like a wide range of all the different subgenres of heavy music or sure. just genres outside of heavy music. We all listen to like so much different stuff. Uh, and so I want as much just like influence in like what we write to sound as much like, what we listen to and so i feel like for the ep and for um the album we're writing now like even though they sound like overall kind of like a different style it still kind of sound it still sounds like ballista because uh it's still like all of us like writing our influences but we've always been the band that writes like a whole bunch of different types of subgenres sure. into our music just because that's what we listen to we listen to everything so there's no reason to put ourselves in a box like that yeah like any whether it's an ep a record like a little split with a band like everything should have a branch like point where it's like yeah it starts there and then it continues versus if a band does like a complete 180 like there have been certain bands for me where it's like I know you as like the melodic hardcore band and then they go full on shoegaze and I'm like, what, like what like happened? Hundredth. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't, <laughs> I love hundredth. Don't get me wrong. But, um, that was one of those bands where I was like a cult fan of, like, I like loved every song. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, when, the, what that album was kind of before the revolt and all that kind of like, was it free? Stuff uh no it was the one it's the one with the the girl's face and it's kind oh. of one of those like there's a transparent thing that's not important um it's on the tip of my job. i know it's like, every, <laughs> there's so many listeners who are like it's this but um again that's not important but what's important is just showcasing if you if your band wants to go in maybe a different direction than when you started is like plan that out over a couple releases, like kind of like cushion your audience so it's not just such a jarring thing once the switch happens. Yeah, like Bring Me Their Highs did a really good job of this. Like they did like a perfect like evolution to where yeah, they are. Yeah, that, that's actually really true. Yeah. Because even if you don't like their music now, like you can't say that it, you didn't see it coming or anything like that because like over every album kind of just started going towards that direction so it yeah. just made sense honestly yeah it's it's pretty crazy to be like the very start of that band was like pig squeals and like like just brutal <laughs> deathcore and now they're being like i i've told the story on the podcast before but i i went to a, a winnipeg jets nhl game and one of their songs started playing in between plays and i was oh like my just blow i'm like this is so fucked. And my dad's like, what? It's some band on the radio. I'm like, yeah, like bring me on the horizon. I would have never thought it should be on the radio, but here we are. Um, so going back to Ballista, um, you know, I, I, I feel like the, some of the talks earlier in the podcast kind of answered this question, but is the Bev that's being cracked at the beginning of Law of the Jungle a Miller light? 
Yes. Or was it? Miller Highlight. Yes, it was. Yeah, then yeah, it was. I couldn't remember if it was not, but <laughs> I that's usually what I had. We, we were drinking the 16-ounce Tall Boys. Yeah, that's right. It was you in the vocal booth. Yeah, and it just happened. To, <laughs> and I think we had to stop the... Because I think I cracked it right when JoJo started recording. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't ready to do vocals because I was drinking. And so we had to run it back. And I was like, but keep that, keep that in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was an accident. And then it, it just made the final It was cut. an accident. That's yeah. so funny. Yes. I, I love some of those things that happen in the studio. And then they end up making the record. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys know about a band called Sledge? From Oklahoma? Yes. yes, we love Sledge. We're listening to Sledge on the way here. Yeah. Oh, so and like sick. we've been we've been playing shows with Sledge uh, since like right around when we first started. They were one of the first. Did they play that first show we played? I, I think I, I had no idea. I think they might have played our very first show, honestly. But oh, we've known really? them for okay. years. Yeah. yeah. So they like I'll plug them really quick because they put a, out a killer EP. Um, yeah. Yes, they the, do. everything they do. <laughs> it's the third song. Um, you can hear the horns start to blow where there's that like meow, barrel, barrel. And I was like, and then there's like a drum like part in there and it sounds like so wacky, but it just works so well. And I remember I was DMing mm-hmm. them being like, like, Oh, like that part is so crazy. I can't believe you just like took a dive bomb and then just did that for 16 measures. And he was like, honestly, <laughs> it was an accident in the studio. And so like, I th- I think some some of those things that happen like they're supposed to be that way and just it's supposed to be kept at that. So again, like yep, I it's think it's fake. really cool. We live in a simulation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> none no. of it's real anyway. So. Yeah, but like but going yeah. back to where you're saying, like the lore of Ballista, like it's you know anyone that knows the band is like, oh yeah, that's a Miller highlight for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and it comforts me knowing that it that it was a Miller highlight. Right. If it wasn't, I would feel bad. Yes. Yeah, I probably like, wouldn't d- have told. Delete the EP because it's a bunch of fakes. We're um, starting over. <laughs> um. So yeah, as far as other tracks are concerned, um, "Cream of the Crop" the title track has a, a sample from Macho Man Randy Savage on it. Um, was it one of those situations where you heard that clip and then it was like, that's what the record needs to be called or like it came in the middle of that? Like, tell me about some of those things. It's deep rooted. It's, it's, it's very deep. deep. So this was, <laughs> so it was back in, I want to say 20, it was, it was 2017. Yeah, it was very, uh, and, uh, Miguel who used to be in unity with me, uh, back when I was in unity was filling in for us, uh, for a couple of shows and we were driving to Oklahoma, I think to play with sledge. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Actually. <laughs> of course. Everything's just like connecting right now. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know how we got on the topic of it, but I remembered that that promo where he does that. And so uh, I just wanted to show it to everybody. And so we showed it to everybody and we were all laughing about it. And then uh, when we got to the show, I was like, should we just play that? promo as like before our set starts like as the intro oh okay and so, okay and so we did and then we just started playing it at every show and we just started to, we decided to start calling ourselves the cream of the crop that's mm-hmm. just like a just like a funny thing 
and then we've just stuck with it the whole time. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, because a, a follow-up question was, "What is the Macho Man intro?" But that it's just that sample played before the set. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's how really that's how we used to do it. That's how it started because we just thought that that promo that he did, uh, where he was just talking shit and talking about how he got robbed <laughs> and everything, we just thought it was hilarious because he like. He pulls out a little coffee creamer and he's like, "I am the cream." Yeah. <laughs> and we just we just thought it was hilarious and we just stuck with it and kept it as part of part of our image. <laughs> yeah. No. And again, I I think that's one of my favorite things about hardcore is that certain things didn't just come in a very unconventional way, but like people can just run with it. Like very similar to like like my band. Like um, we have this slogan uh, called "Bad Bitches Only." And um, that came to be because um, we did a, like a, a shirt at our second show and I gave it to my friend Nikki and she posted it on like her Instagram uh, or like her story or something. And she's just said like Endgame is for the bad bitches. And then that just like kept coming around and people just were like, you're the bad bitch band. And so we just started running with it. And we have like merch coming out with like, bad bitches only on the back and no one has like been like hey this upsets me so i think i think we're in the clear for that right now so yeah you're good that's yeah. too funny yeah, now it's, 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 <laughs> it's like it's an empowering thing it's like yeah bad bitches only that's right exactly <laughs> yeah if you I, listen to this band therefore you are a bad bitch exactly ex exactly um so yeah th that's really funny um i was gonna ask um you know a, a, I, I think i think it's very I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's well-known, but I think it's, like, mildly known. I'll say that as far as, like, the ties between hardcore and wrestling, per se. Um, you know, you have, like, a band that's really hot right now is, like, God's Hate and Brody is, like, in wrestling. Like, he's huge. Yes. Yeah, he's a professional wrestler. Um, but then you have, like, like I think the guitarist of Every Time I Die is also in that. I know yeah, I know all of the like actual wrestling fans are like, who is this kid who knows nothing about it? I'm just like trying to <laughs> intro that into the conversation. I think um, Every Time I Die is like headliner show or festival had like wrestling after the bands played. Oh, that's um, so sick. <laughs> yeah, no, th there's all these like these weird things where I, like I don't watch a lot of the wrestling stuff. So I don't, I'm not privy to a lot of that, but like I just kind of hear it through the grapevine, but is the, um, I know code orange got to tie a song with the fiend. Who's again, another big wrestling name. So is macho man, the, the, the wrestler of choice for ballista or are there other ones that if, if you were approached by um, WrestleMania or whatever it is to be like, Yo, like, do you want to represent a certain wrestler? You guys don't have to have the uh, exact same answer. It could be uh, one for each. Uh, what I would say is that, well, I was only into wrestling for, like, a short amount of time. Like, whenever I was in, like, elementary school. Sure. But, like, but like Macho Man's persona is just so perfect. perfect. It's yeah. So and it's, it, it, just, it just vibrates vibrates with with us i think yeah you know and like uh and if, if we had to if we could make a theme for anybody me personally it would be the edge the edge would be good i, the, oh, I would okay the be, edge yeah. that's interesting i would want to do uh, i don't i don't think our sound would work for a, a shane mcmahon uh like song but like i would love to do something with shane mcmahon just because yeah. 
like I just remember being like a little kid and watching him jumping off of like tall ass shit and just like losing my mind. And it like it always like sticks in my head. Or when uh, I think it was uh, who was it? I forget which wrestler it was. I think it was Kurt Angle maybe mm. was throwing him through the glass. And like the first time he threw him against the glass, it didn't break. And he just landed on his head, but they just kept going with the bit. And I was just like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, if if Macho Man was able to listen to Crew of the Crop, what do you what do you think his his take on on the album would be? We or, would we would be receiving uh, we'd be served papers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. And I'm okay with that. Right. You know, if, if I got sued by Macho Man, I'd be okay with it. Because then I would frame that. I would frame the subpoena and just have it right behind my TV. Most definitely. Yeah. Another piece as far as like promoing um, the, the record, um, you, you guys did a cameo with uh, Lisa Ann. And I was like, yes. Like I heard her say her name and I was like, I don't know who this is. And I looked up and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so for the folks at home who like are still maybe a little bit curious, like break down who that person is and, and why you guys wanted to reach out to them specifically to, to promo the record. Well, Lisa Ann is an adult film star. Or she used to be. She's used retired be. now. Oh, okay. She actually, uh, she, uh, she has a podcast now, I think. Wasn't it on XM Sports? I thought she was doing XM oh, no, Sports. No, she doesn't have a podcast, uh, but um, and I don't remember why we did that, but it worked. Oh well, I did it because <laughs> I had I had downloaded Cameo a few months before, just because I was like curious to see who was on there, and like I got bored scrolling through people. But then I was like, it'd be kind of cool to get like someone to Cameo promoting the the EP, <laughs> and so I was just scrolling and scrolling, and I saw Lisa Ann on there, and I was like, that would be kind of cool, and so. I sent, I messaged the group, the band group chat. And I was like, "Do you want to pay a little bit of money and have Lisa Ann promote the uh, promote the EP?" And everyone was just like, "Yes, yeah. do it." And so I did. And then I remember, I'll never forget because, like, when I got the video sent to me, I watched it like fifteen times in a row, <laughs> just because I was so. It made me like smile so big because I just couldn't believe Lisa Ann. <laughs> was like talking about my band yeah, right, right. <laughs> and i and i sat on it for like two weeks just waiting for the day that i could finally post it right um that's still a big achievement of mine <laughs> even though it's not even like she it's not even like i just asked her to do it she did i had like paid for it but i still just am so excited about that i'll yeah. watch it every once in a while for fun. highlights of 2020 in that video just also <laughs> definitely yes it, so, li- it really is so I've never done cameo myself, but like, how, like, were you talking with Lisa, or you just like put in the request and then you just get the so, video sent to you? Yeah. So what happens is like you find whoever you want to do a cameo, and then like it says what their price point is and everything, mm-hmm. and then if you book it, uh, you just type in like in the message, like kind of it's and like there's a there's a um, there's a character limit, so you have to really like be concise about it. I had to retype it multiple times to oh, be able to fit, I see. like... <laughs> so, so you're writing <laughs> so, a script, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then and then you, like, purchase it or whatever. And then, uh, I guess, I think everybody has, like, a different, like, time span that they set that they have time, that they, like, have to get it back to you or whatever. Uh, and I think if they don't want to do it, then they don't have to, and they'll just refund your money. 
Oh, I, I don't see. know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I think it took like two days to get that back from Lisa Ann. And I was just like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I was so amped. Yeah, because I think um, like I, I've I listened to a podcast where they would do like joking, like they would almost there was a, a series of episodes where they did like these really obscure cameos to intro the podcast. Uh, they don't do it anymore, <laughs> but it was like one of those things where um, the most obscure people and they would like do it for twenty dollars, and then they would like go on their cameo page because certain I I, I think uh, how how are you explaining it like. There, there were certain times where people would be like put in cameo requests to like break up with their girlfriend or their boyfriend or whatever those things are. Yeah. And some people were like, uh, I don't want to do that. I want to do like, like I'll refund your money. You can go to someone else. But some people were like, I'll do whatever. Like I'll make any kind of video. <laughs> yeah. I'll do like, like your grandma died. I'll do the news of that or whatever it is. So it's, there's a, there's a weird like line of morale with some, some of those things. I think. I know. That's like a tag attack before they put out that really awful song that they put out. <laughs> they uh, they got Gilbert Godfrey to do That's right. the cameo. Oh, okay. For that single, and it was like, I, in my opinion, it was wasted. Yeah, he could have, <laughs> but he could have promoted something way better with that time he wasted. Right. So. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't think I listened to that newest attack attack because I knew just people don't were bother. like, okay. <laughs> Just do yourself don't, a favor. Don't bother. Yeah. There's really no point. I think it was point. as soon as people were like, oh, this isn't like OG lineup per se. Like it's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's more of a attack attack is one of those bands now that just kind of lives on the internet as like a meme. More Like I will yeah. say mm-hmm. there are certain songs that are like, okay, like smoke a Hauntus and like some stuff off, off that. Album. Yeah. I love Definitely that good. album and the one before it, but but like I have no reason to listen to new Attack Attack. Yeah. I'll just live in my nostalgia. Yeah, it, it's more so to have the uh, the stick stickly memes. Like that's the main point of that mm-hmm. band at this mm-hmm. point. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's too funny. Um, I'm just envisioning <laughs> the. I think it's when Caleb was doing keys and he's doing the like insane head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, to go back to cameo though, is there um, is there any other I guess like thoughts on like cameo features uh, for any other Ballista things, or it's like we did the Lisa Ann one. Let's quit while we're ahead and and not not try to I, have <laughs> comparison of the two. We haven't really talked about it. Yeah, we really haven't. But but now that you're mentioning it, and you brought that up. I think the ship has has sailed I, uh, for any future. Okay, well, that answers what I was about to say. Because <laughs> I was about to say I. I've been toying recently, like since we've started, like actually, like recording demos and stuff for uh, the record we're working on. I started thinking, what if we got Lisa Ann to do it again? <laughs> okay, that changed my answer. If we could get Lisa Ann to do it again, I'm with it. Yeah, that's the only way that I would do it. Like, I wouldn't do it with like someone else, or like I wouldn't do it with, like another porn star right. or even any other celebrity. I would have to get Lisa Ann to do it again, and I would definitely like have like i would definitely type like in the script or whatever like lisa ann back again like like so that it, it becomes like a recurring thing like, right where she's acknowledging that she's done it for us before right again it's the lore of the band right you do the miller exactly. highlight you do the lisa ann shirt maybe you send it to her maybe she like wears it and then kaboom that's that's that's, how a, those that's not happen. a bad idea that's how we can get famous 
if only we could get Elisa and Macho Man joint cameo. Oh. That would be that would be the perfect thing. That would be the, ever. That'd be so good. Ever. Hey, know? it's Elisa Ann and Macho Man. Like <laughs> side by side. Both of oh them are drinking gosh. a Miller High Life. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> Like as far as ballista heaven, that's that's what that is. Just put all of all <laughs> yes. of our all yes. of our like little things together. <laughs> yeah, I love I love and just that. one my smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's too funny because th- that is something that I think about too. Like, um, this is an idea that I have like kind of down the line, but um, I thought it would be really funny eventually to do some kind of collab with, like, reach out to like bigger celebrities. Um, not like bigger celebrities, but like if, if I had the opportunity to be, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of Tom Cruise. I think he came up in a podcast I recorded yesterday or one of his movies. Oh, we were talking about mission impossible, but I'll just use him as an example. If I was in the same room as Tom Cruise and I could like force him to listen to ballista or like anything (laughs) hardcore related and get his response on it. Even if it's positive or negative, I think that would be yeah, such would, an insane piece of content. Like to be like, it really hey, would. hey, uh, Lindsay Lohan, here's Regional Justice Center. Like, listen to a track and tell me what you think <laughs> of it. She'd be like, what the hell is this? Like, wh- why is this guy screaming at me? And why is there like, why are the drums so fast? Like, th- like that's something that I've envisioned. But like again, like I, that would be so. I would good. need to grow this brand to an extreme level just to be able to hit a PR person of that person and trick them into, you know, doing a piece of content <laughs> with me or something like that. Although you never know whenever you're going to run into Owen Wilson in, in downtown. Oh, that bar that you're playing a show at. That's true. We, we actually <laughs> did run in. So we, we met Owen Wilson at a show once with our old band. What? Okay. Okay. T- we have to go down this rabbit hole. Yes. All right. So, did you actually get to meet him? No, I didn't. I mean, I was like, you were you, nearby. You and our, you and our old drummer, and I was like, kind of like looking over, like, oh yeah, that's him. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we were playing a battle of the band. Whole day was super shitty. We just got hit by like an ice storm in Texas that we had to drive all the way to Dallas from like the suburbs. And uh, like, so we were at, we got to the show like right when we were supposed to play. Our shoes that were like soaked with like freezing cold water and everything. Played an amazing set. One of my favorite sets we played with our old band, like, mm-hmm. at all. And then uh, we were, like, just hanging out after our set, like, watching the other bands play. And uh, our old drummer, like, tasked me, and he was like, that Owen Wilson at the bar? And I looked over my shoulder. I was like, and I was just like, there's no way. And I looked, I was like, I think that might be him. <laughs> and so we went up to the bar. So me and uh, Max went up to the bar, and we were just like, hey, you're Owen Wilson, right? And he was like, yeah, but, like, try, like, I don't want to take pictures or anything. I'm yeah, just trying like, to have like kind of a, a yeah. chill night, like a low key night out and stuff. Uh, and we we're like, oh no, like super, like we we're like, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's yeah, just chill, cool man. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, you guys sounded sick though. And we we're like, oh cool, thanks. <laughs> and then we just shook his hand and we walked away. Wow. And then we like we That's went and told crazy. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, we went and told Jonathan and the other uh, the other member of the band, and then later that night like after the show was over we see him like rushing out with like his like couple dudes that he had with them and like hurrying down the street and then people were like following out trying to take pictures and videos and stuff oh. like someone found out he was there and blew his cover right. and then the whole time i was just nervous that he thought that i blew his cover when i was oh. trying super oh, hard no. not to yeah and so i'm like does he hate you know 
does he like does he think back to that and just like fuck that kid <laughs> it would if there's ever a chance in the future where you get to you know like be in the same room and be like hey i don't know if you remember back in 2012 or 13 or whatever year 14 14 somewhere in there yeah and uh my band was playing and you were trying to lay like that's insane (laughs) he just lays me out he just knocks me right in the nose real quick (laughs) no i like i had no idea (laughs) wow wow um no i yeah i just fact-checked and yeah he's from dallas so that makes sense oh Okay, no, because I was actually, because I think about that a lot, and I'm like, why is Owen Wilson? You didn't know he was from here? I don't know. Yeah. I was so confused as to why he was, like, low-key, like, drinking and hanging out. Just at Club Dada. Like, it didn't make sense to me, but now it makes sense. Yeah. So. Like, I feel like there's a very near timeline where, um, like, because like, there's been that times, I think, anyone who's been in hardcore long enough has had those moments where someone stumbles off the street, has a couple drinks and then they just get a little too intoxicated and then they miss with the, (laughs) with the wrong mosher, like, and then Owen Wilson is like taking like a spin kick to the face or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) That's why his nose looks like that. Oh, Oh. you think, you think he got into a pit? Yeah, could be. Cause I know I read trivia that he broke it. And just never got it fixed, and that's why it looked like that. Maybe took a rogue kick. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to ask him whenever we see him. The whenever next we time. see him right. again, yeah. <laughs> have you guys had any any other like celebrity encounters, like whether on tour or just like super randomly in Dallas? Dallas. Um, I, I I ran into Maddie Mullins at the Apple Store twice. But that was back when I was a scene kid, so I was super excited about it. Now I'm just like, <laughs> but other than that, I don't think anybody that's actually like famous, famous. No. Yeah, yeah. I think like there's definitely like famous people in hardcore, but it, it almost like yeah. doesn't feel that way because because they are from hardcore. Like exactly. Yeah. Like there's. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Playing and like looking over and seeing Sonny filming our set comes pretty. That close. was that was like really sure. sick. Just like every time, every time during that set, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was uh, that was that was special for me right. and for us. Because yeah. I wouldn't have gotten as deep into like because like I already listened to like hardcore bands and stuff. I wouldn't have gotten I don't think as deep into like the hardcore scene without like Hate Five Six videos. Because oh, sure. even before I ever started, I went to my first like straight up hardcore show. Like I'd played shows with hardcore bands. And like seeing hardcore bands on like mixed bills and stuff, I had I, before I had ever gone to like a real hardcore show, I was watching like incendiary videos on Hate Five Six and shit like that. For sure, because yeah. and that's that's what just made me really want to like be a part of it. Yeah, no, like I, there are so many certain Hate uh, Five Six videos that put me onto a certain band or just made me obsess about a certain band. Um, I think the very first time I heard of Jesus Peace was it wasn't even a this is hardcore set. It was like when they were playing at um oh, I'm blanking on the name, but it's like uh I think that it's other like the Voltage Lounge. No, it's it it's not the Voltage Lounge. It's that church um that has all oh. like on the on the stage it has all like the the kids mats that are like multiple yeah. colored and they're like a puzzle piece. I can't remember what that place is called. Uh, I think it's the I know, but I've seen first. So many videos. Sorry, I'm gonna quickly check this. The first you, yeah. 
Uh, bu- 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 this this will come up because I I really need to be able to do this. So the first. Oh, okay. So it's the first you united unite. Oh man, I'm gonna butcher, butcher this name. Unitarian <laughs> Church in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is this is the spot. So yeah, like every band under the sun has has played that. I think um, Joe Hardcore book, books a lot of the shows from there when it's not this is hardcore. Um, but the first yeah. time I remember seeing Jesus Peace was uh, a show from that. And the intro, the video, you know, the, the the guitars are feeding back. And I think Lewis, their drummer, is saying, like, shout out to um, this person. He's, like, five years old, and this is his first hardcore show. And there's, like, so fucking so sick. Dope. And then, like, Aaron comes out of nowhere. He's like, this is Jesus, peace, you fake-ass motherfucker. And I was like, that went, like, <laughs> a total 180. But, like, again, like, going back to where you're saying, like, Sonny... Like I think it's it's you would be silly to deny the fact that he empowered such a generation of hardcore kids through oh, his uh, documentation. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, <laughs> if someone had to make a top ten list of like top ten most famous like celebrities in hardcore. <laughs> like, I think Sonny would be somewhere. Sonny would on be up there. there. Yeah, I'm not definitely. without a doubt. Yeah, I'm not sure who. I'm not even really. It'd be kind of weird to to think about. I, I don't know that if anyone a, comes to mind for you guys. Yeah, it's not like talking about your top ten NBA players because, you know, but it's that you know. Yeah. Maybe like. Uh, I actually no, I don't know. Freddie Madball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I. So top two. <laughs> But I can, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of all these people, but none of them are like, like, are, like around now as much. Because like, right. I thought like, uh, I thought like, uh, stigma from like Agnostic Front, but like, he's like old now, so it's right. like, so it's hard to say like. It's kind of subjective to are, the times for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, there would be, uh, yeah, like I think. Like, I think a lot of people maybe in our age bracket would be, like, Riley, like, from Power Trip would be, like, definitely Riley up definitely there. there. But, like, someone I 20 years ago know, might not even like say that. I feel like a bad Texan for forgetting Riley. <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, I lost your video. Yeah, my... No, you're good. My uh, 20% notification came up. I think I have a charger out here. <laughs> yeah, do I'm going to want to get a charger real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry. fine. Um, yeah, but, like like I was saying before, it's, like... You don't really think of someone as like a celebrity because it's like hardcore is this thing where you can charge like go up to your homie. It's like, about to just doing that. <laughs> I'm like trying to get the podcast going, and River's like, "Where's the charger at?" Trying to figure it out. <laughs> these are like my favorite moments that. of the I forgot, podcast. I forgot that I forgot that these were Bluetooth headphones. No, you're fine. I was just listening along, thinking that no one could hear me. Right, we're almost back in business. No, you're fine. This is like the same as like a live set. It's just like we're just rolling <laughs> with it. There we go. Oh, oh son oh, of a no. bitch. <laughs> All right. Dropping the phone. Sometimes I imagine like what's going through the audio listener's head when this is all happening. Right. They're just like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever yeah, this is. <laughs> this podcast is just right, going off the rails. We're back in business. <laughs> okay. Um, 
technical difficulties. Don't worry about it. All. Yeah. But yeah, as far as, you know, I, I, I think it is very subjective as far as being like, oh, this is a celebrity. Like, I think there are certain people like, like even saying, hey, five, six, like that's a no brainer for me or or both of you. But I'm sure that there are people who be like, well, no, it's it's these people. But like it is kind of one mm-hmm. of those subjective things, I guess. But, you know, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I think people who maybe are in line to be on that list are people that uh, aren't in that range where um, you can't just like, like, I, I don't know. Like I think about like Scott Vogel from terror. I'm like, he's at that level where That'd it's not one. like he would have a posse to be like, Scott's not available. Like I've been able to go up to him <laughs> and, and talk to him at a hardcore show, even if it's just like, right. yo, I like terror or thanks for coming up to Canada or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's, that's an interesting topic. So I don't know if, I don't know if I need to make a top 10, like, or like a tier list or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) We'll have to see. Hey, if you ever, if you're ever, you know, like, ah, what video should I make? There you go. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a couple, um, there's a couple, um, thoughts on doing like tier lists or different things like that. Um, one of our biggest episodes from last season of the podcast was, uh, Cole from Gulch and he runs like, uh, a big, uh, printing operation, uh, in San Jose. So I thought about eventually asking him to come back on the show and doing like a hardcore shirt tier list. Um, oh, so we like would do like, all style and stuff like that. Well, not like even just box. like the, um, I, I like, Again, that would be one way of doing it on like the the type of material. But I was that was the first thing I thought of when being on this. I think that's most most band people are like, okay, what's what's this printed on? I was thinking more of like your okay, you got your death metal like big print on the sleeves and the back, and then you have your hardcore T shirt with the the lyrics on the back. You have your like Mm -hmm. um, your Attila like all the profanities going down the front, like, you know, and, and, and picking, you know, where, where those go on the list. I think that would be kind of a fun. That would be a good one. Yeah. That my my cool. dumb ass said Gildan versus all style. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm really going to put, I'm going to put Fruit of the Loom in, in the A tier. <laughs> oh, know? you fuck with Fruit of the Loom? No, I mean, I, I, I guess I do. I don't know. If I, I, I'm I, not really picky when it comes to shirts. I know, which is another are. weird thing about you bringing that up. I know. I'm not picky about it at all. <laughs> as long as it's not the super thin shirts, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, so, like we were talking about a little bit earlier on, uh, you guys would have played Wild Rose 2020, and uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, my hope yeah. is, you know, talking with some of the guys, um, just, you know, the random chances I, I run into them or see them, uh, is that, it, and, and I think my hope is, uh, that a lot of festival promoters feel this way is to realize, um, those 2020 lineups when we're able to do that. Um, you know, unfortunately some bands maybe aren't gonna like, maybe they break up in between those points. Maybe they're finan- financially capable, uh, to do that, yeah. uh, you know, maybe people are in other bands and they're scheduling conflicts. So I think it's wishful thinking to be like, what you saw while those 2020 is going to be the exact it's same lineup happen. as 
like the when whatever year that happens, but I think it will be more like a ninety to ninety five percent, you know, hopefully. But um, you, t- tell me about some of the behind the scenes on on how you guys got reached out to do that because I think you know Wathros again being a, a fest that I film here locally and have been a big fan of even before it was called Wathros. Um, I'm always interested on some of their choices on on certain bands because you know I, I think back when it was Wild Rose 2018 uh Hands of God got brought up for that and that was like kind of before they became such a hyped up band like yeah um so so tell me about like how like did you reach out to them did they reach out to you uh, and pull the curtain back on some of those things uh so it was December, yeah, December 2019, I believe. Uh, we played two of the three Texas shows that Serration did with uh, when they were on tour with Wrist Meat Razor. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of days after the second show, um, sorry, my cats, I can hear my cat screaming in the other room. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> but uh, a couple of days after the um, the last the last show that we played with them, Cody reached out to me and asked if we wanted to play, and I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> like I was like, "I'm gonna go ahead and say yes now, but then I'll I'll check with everybody else." <laughs> and so then I I immediately texted the band the band group chat, and I was like, "So we're playing Canada, right?" And everyone was just like, "Yep, we're doing it." Yeah. Uh, cool. And yeah, and so we were just super excited about that. The last time I talked to Cody, he said that he was that they were planning on asking us to come back to the next one, if I can say that. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. I would love I, I would, I would, we would Yeah, hopefully he's not like, oh, they said that? Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, no, no. Co- Cody wouldn't, wouldn't do that. But uh, I'll, I'll privately check with him if, if that's okay to, to send through. Yeah, you can just beep out that whole sentence if you, <laughs> if you right. need to. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Like I would love to come back, or not come back, but like have the opportunity well, to you go would back. Be coming back because you're from Canada, sure. right? Yeah, but I'm not from Calgary. Yeah, okay, I've that's, been that's true. I've been to Calgary once in my life, but I would love to go back. And like that was going to be such a huge thing for us because that would be our like we played out of state and stuff on like small runs and like one off shows here and there. But like right. that would be our first show like out of country. Yeah. Plus it would be like my first show in like my home country. And so, like, hmm. uh, I was, we were all so excited for that. Like, we were, like, planning on, like, the trip and everything like that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, Unfortunate it, circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, like, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of things there. And I think Wild Rose is really good at, like, um, re, like not having it be so um, focused on just like who are the biggest bands that we can bring through like 2020 was the year where I was like blown away by the fact that you know bringing through Madball and Knocked Loose but also bringing yeah. you know like acts like you guys um, I'm trying to think of uh, Initiate from California is like one of those bands that's kind of on the on a similar level and I, yeah. I think that's so important in hardcore just to like make sure and I'm trying to do the same thing with this podcast too like I want to you know like reach for the stars and grab the Brian of Knock Loose episodes but also reach out to like bands that I like personally like and like I want to get 
help uh, elevate to be as big as some of those other bands. Like, I think I think some people who are like content creators or um, anyone in hardcore that's trying to do something can sometimes get lost in the sauce of just like trying yeah. to chase the biggest and best thing, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. The the like the they want. And I'm not. I'm not trying to make it sound like they're selfish or anything like that. But they're trying to go for like the the biggest person they can grab. It's like, mm-hmm. how about with what they're they're trying to do? Like, because that's their goal to be successful and everything like that. Which no reason to knock that. Right. But I I think it's really cool that you're reaching out to bands like us. Definitely. <laughs> and like, uh, I know you did like an episode with Laramie from Giveaway. Mm-hmm. We're friends with yeah. Giveaway. We love that band. And so like, it's really cool that like you're getting bands like on our kind of level like that kind of opportunity as well. And we really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. And I think like, it, it's totally funny. Cause sometimes I'll reach out to a huge person in a band and I'm like, all right, like this is going to be a good episode on the <laughs> analytics. And then sometimes it just tanks. Like, honestly, like, um, and that could be for a number of reasons that could be, um, the person maybe doesn't share it for whatever reason. Like I always tell myself like, like I'm not owed someone to do the story share or like the post on their feed, mm-hmm. but you know, Laramie's episode is a great example where, you know, giveaway is that band where, you know, they have a lot of local love, but like a lot of regional, you know, love as well, like through some of the States that they yeah. play around there. And, and it's also like a supply and demand thing. Like if, if I'm hitting up someone that has over hundreds of interviews on the internet, like maybe it doesn't pop as much, like there's some demand for that clearly because they're doing that many interviews, but it's yeah. it might not be just like, I think with Laramie, it was her first time on the podcast. So like a lot of people were like, you were on a podcast. That's so cool. And then that's how that kind of expands in a, in a way that right. like you don't anticipate for sure. Yeah. Have you guys been on a, on a podcast before or like how avid are you on that front? Uh, me and our old bass players have a podcast called oh, okay. Six Deep. Yeah, it's not up anywhere anymore. No, it's not up anywhere. Because but... I I tried to listen to the episodes that I was featured on, <laughs> but they were all gone. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. You know, we had to drink at least six beers before we finished the podcast. Oh, I see. The bet check deep. was multiple times throughout. It was constant. <laughs> that that ended up being very tiresome though because. It's one thing to drink six beers whenever you're just like drinking and just like, you know, just kind of relaxing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whenever you have to, whenever you're recording a podcast, you're like, okay, we have to drink six beers. Each, each beer feels like two and a oh, half. Oh, okay. Yeah, so six deep is the premise of the podcast. Like we're drinking six beer. Oh, okay. I understand. That. Yes. Yeah. And we can't stop t- talking about what we're talking about until the last drop of the six beer is done. <laughs> oh my gosh. So- I, cause I got to, that's an interesting so I premise either, though. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I loved cause I loved being on the couple episodes that they had me on for, or there were a couple times where I wasn't the guest and I would just be <coughs> in Aaron, our old basis, like living room, just like drinking my own beers by myself, listening to them talk about the topic and just like being able to like listen to them get drunker and drunker while they're talking it was the funniest thing in the world to me i just hear them say something that didn't make sense and i would just like have to hold it in because they were recording but i was like on the edge of busting up that's too funny and and always drinking miller highlight for sure 
No, we would, we switched it up. They would switch it up. Oh, okay. Because it's like it's kind of like, what are we drinking today? And then you know. Oh, okay. I, I drink see. something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's don't, don't tell anybody though. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> don't tell <laughs> Miller. I okayed it. <laughs> I okayed it. I I wrote it off. I yeah. said y'all can y'all can do this this one time. Yeah, like it's obviously like the fact that we have beverage sponsors like. You know, like we have all the all the different new level cans up here. And uh, I actually just filmed the announcement for another one of our sponsors here. So it's this chai company oh. from Vancouver. Um, this for sure will ship to you guys. Um, okay. So Ooh, I'll, I'll plug them. I love so, chai. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, I found out about them. So this, I don't know how much you can see. So there's like different colors. So this yellow one is like a golden chai so it's non-caffeine but it's like good for your throat kind of like it's like a soothing kind of thing uh and then okay. there's like your regular spicy chai and then this i'm like always like which way is my finger going uh this one <laughs> is a is a dirty chai and anyone that knows me is like Ooh. if i'm not drinking my coffee black it's a dirty chai and for anyone listening who doesn't know like what's a dirty chai it's like a chai latte with espresso so this has like uh -huh. Your coffee. That sounds up it's, my alley. <laughs> chef's kiss all the way through. Um, so yeah, we're sponsored by them. Italian hand. Um, <laughs> the the sprinkle of the salt. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're uh, yeah we're sponsored by them, and I know that they they will send stuff your guys your guys' way if, if you want to pick stuff have up. To get some of that. <laughs> yeah, no, highly recommend the uh, the dirty chai, but you know, like okay, maybe the uh, the golden chai is good for the uh, the vocals um you know let's drink some of that before i record again <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know i and and i'll just use that as a as a segue um you know you guys have alluded to recording some new material right now and i think i saw some stories the other day oh, are we not allowed to yes. talk about that no i just have to use the restroom really bad <laughs> I just saw. Oh, we can't. I was like, I thought we. Could. Okay. No, no, you can go to the restaurant. Can I? That's all can right. I go do that? I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll hurry. <laughs> I will talk about as much of the album as I can without Jonathan. If you need me to. Sure. Well, like since it's just you, um, I didn't get to ask this, but what part of Canada are you originally from? I'm from. Uh, I grew up in Kitchener. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we yeah, talked was, about this on on the dms when i was like you're from canada? i think we have yeah i'm right. pretty sure i'm pretty sure we have yeah uh but yeah i grew up in in kitchener uh i lived there until i was nine and then uh and my my mom grew up in kitchener her parents grew up in kitchener and uh but then my mom started dating my stepdad and we ended up moving to colorado and then we moved oh. back to texas my, oh, okay my stepdad was originally from texas and so we just eventually made our way down here. I got you. No, th that's really funny because my mom is originally from Colorado, like Denver. Really? And, uh, yeah. Hey. So, and my dad is from that kind of Southern Ontario, like bubble. And then they met in Kansas and then she moved up there. So like kind of. Okay, cool. Like I always sometimes think if my parents like raised their family in, um, in the States, if I would run, like, I'm sure eventually I would just yeah. get, like, hardcore at some point. But, um, like, maybe I wouldn't, honestly. Like, some yeah. of those things. And, like, are meant it's to so be. weird because, like, for some reason, I don't know why, but, like, I just never really, like, considered, like, 
a Canadian scene like really that much. Like, I was kind of like very just like invested like my own scene and like sure. some out of state scenes. But then I remember one time I saw it was like years and years ago. There was a, a festival that was happening in Kitchener, and it was like and like Counterparts was playing and like Protest the Hero, who I'm really into, were playing. And I was just like, wait, they have shows like this in Kitchener? I was like, I. <laughs> So I was like nine, so it's not like I had like any awareness of that kind of sure. thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so like, uh, yeah, and I was just like, oh, shit happens in Kitchener. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, um, and then I found out that Exalt is from Kitchener, and I was like, I knew y'all were Canadian. I didn't know we grew up like in the same town. Yeah, that's so, so that crazy. Was, so yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, um, John's like just peeing as fast as he can just to like to get back to the episode i'm very sorry about that no you're all good i honestly like i'm getting to that point where i'm like okay like just hold it out a little while longer um but like we'll, we'll transition back um you guys are recording some new stuff um is there anything like it sounds like it's an lp that's coming down the pipe yes Yes. We have 12 songs. Okay. Well, 11. 11 songs? Yes. 11 songs. Okay. Still sick. Yeah. It's over yeah. that 10 and so Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, for me personally, it's been so cool because before this, the longest release that I've ever done was with my very first band. And, like, we did – and that was back in 2013. And we just did eight songs. So this is, like, the longest, like – set of material that i've been able to put out and like it's stuff that i'm like super proud of and like can't wait to put out mm -hmm. just oh, i'm so excited for it yeah like i i've heard it from a number of different guests of just like the lp is such a chapter mark for a band like like it's mm -hmm. it's it's cool to do the eps um maybe i'll just like plug it now because um, by the time this episode comes out, this playlist might be, you know, refreshed and kind of in the, in the past. Um, uh, but as far as tomorrow goes, I'm dropping a playlist that, that I wanted to put Ballista on that is like bands that I am anticipating or awaiting an LP, uh, that haven't put Ooh. one out already. Um, and I, and I knew that I saw some of those things coming down the pipe. I was like, I think this would be a good placement, uh, for, for Ballista. So, um, no, I, I'm really excited for that because I can't wait to be on it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think cream of the crop was like such a, like a diverse, heavy, um, meal. If you want, if you want to call it that, like there were so many things, different things that you want. So to hear that you guys are already, thinking and starting to execute into an LP is really, really exciting for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, the boredom sets in you're like, well, let's get together and write some music. And then right. you Can't eventually get to the shows. point. Yeah. You have enough material. It's like, well, let's, you know, let's do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I heard it when I was prepping for Brian of knock loose's, uh, podcast, I was listening to some of the other ones he was on and he was like, yeah, like we are not good at social media because we don't want to just be that band that's just like, hey, here's stuff for you to buy. Like, here's more stuff for you to spend your money on. Because ultimately, mm -hmm. people are, you know, um, listening to bands because of the music, not because of like the constant merch drops and pre-orders. So yeah, it's it's important to have those for sure and plan those out. Um, but like, largely, if you don't have shows to play, 
like what's the the thing the the thing that people are defaulting to is just writing new music so exactly mm. and like on the on the topic of like social media like that's kind of how like i try to because i i'm the one that like controls all of our social media i kind of try to approach it the same way like i'm not trying to just like seem like i'm just trying to make money off people because like i genuinely like appreciate everyone that listens to like the band and everything like that and so like if we don't have anything to post about i just try to <laughs> i try to post things in like what i what i personally consider like the band voice sure because we all kind of like have the same like sense of humor and like yeah. inside jokes and so unless i'm dropping slurs on the band account that i'm <laughs> that i'm allowed to slur <laughs> uh i try <laughs> Because that's just my voice at that point. I don't want to speak right. for any of the non-black members of, of the band. Uh, but, like, all the other stuff, I try to, like, just, like, be funny on, like, the band accounts. Just, like, to get, like, I want people to, like, like us, not just for our music, but, like, just kind of, like, like us in general. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I try to just, like, be funny and interact with people as much on social media as possible. Right. Yeah, I think, like... I was thinking about this today, actually, like there's a lot, there's still people where a band will say something political or they have a certain stance on a certain song. And like, there are still people, unfortunately in hardcore or just like heavy music. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Who are like, just let the music be the music. But I was thinking about this today, like the music wouldn't exist without the people that are like making the music and writing exactly. like the music. So like you can't separate the two, like, you know and music's I, always been political too and so it's like mm -hmm. i don't know where these people got the idea that music isn't political yeah 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 I, I i think it's like yes it's not like i i feel like every band is just an extension of all of those different members and and individuals yeah. ultimately um so yeah you can't separate the two and if you think that you can then you can fuck off, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Go listen to someone else that doesn't have anything important to talk about. There's so much great music out there. You can't just stop listening to this one problematic artist and, and, and listen to some other great music, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, so. definitely. Um, well, guys, this has been a super gra uh, great chat. Um, the last portion of the podcast uh, is just a favorite mosh moment or mosh story that you would like to share. So it doesn't need to necessarily be like something that you did or at a ballista show. It could just be something that you saw um, that just like stuck with you forever. Uh, whatever's the first thing to your mind is kind of how we end the show here. John, um, you go first because uh, River kind of started this whole episode. So you can kind of start the end of it. So there's one show that we're playing and long story short, um, somebody was messing with our drummer, Robert. And we're playing at this place down in Austin. It's really cool. The I venue that no longer exists, unfortunately. But uh, somebody was messing with our drummer, Robert. And or I almost called you Ballista. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, River stepped in. And uh, the guy, he, they basically kicked him out because he was being rambunctious. And, you know. And I okay. beat his ass. Yes. <laughs> yes, she, yes, she did. Um, but so... So that happened, and then, you know, like, an hour goes by, and, like, we're leaving the show, and this guy is still out there talking shit to everybody who's got kicked out. Oh, like He's okay. just out in the parking lot, and uh, basically, you know, we're leaving, and he starts throwing rocks at her car, 
And I'm like, okay, that's not cool. You know? So mm-hmm. I get out and I run to go get him. Right. And next thing I know, I'm exactly where I started running from. <laughs> and apparently what happened was I went to go tackle the guy. And then I hit one of our friend, friends, Xavier instead. And I broke his arm <laughs> with my, with my head. Oh, what? Yeah. 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 It was very wild. Xavier was out of commission. Yes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I had a concussion because on the way home, I kept seeing things in like street lights. Like I swear I saw like a, like a demon in like a, <laughs> like hanging out on like, like a street light. Oh my God. So I'm pretty sure I was concussed. So, and, and one part that he did leave out of that story was that the guy threatened to bring a gun. Oh, yes. So it was a festival, oh. and then we played day one, and then he threatened to bring a gun to day two, so it got canceled. And so, oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah. And so I felt really bad about that because I was like, I beat the guy up so bad that he wanted to bring a gun and shoot everybody. I was like, is that my fault? Did I make, <laughs> did I ruin the festival for everybody? And then yeah. I feel bad because I broke the Xavier's arm. <laughs> so, so so john i i need to understand this so you running at this guy and then you ran into xavier or like there's something i don't understand okay so the way because like i said the next thing i remember is being exactly where i had started running from (laughs) oh okay i don't i don't remember any like like running into anybody but i do remember starting the run but then the next thing i know i'm back where so did you just real life glitch like you were running and then you just like Jump back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bad connection. Yeah, was, <laughs> he had a bad connection. Bad connection. It was, it was, and the only reason I know what happened is because, like, I asked people that were around and they told me. Huh. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a, yeah. kind of a mysterious mosh story to be shared. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's definitely the first thing that came to my mind. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, what about you, River? What's what's a mosh story that we can end the show on? Uh, I'm glad you told that story because I was torn between telling this one that I'm going to tell or that one. Uh, uh, perfect. So we were so I went to see Knocked Loose in 2018 uh, here in Dallas, and uh, so first off, I broke my arm moshing on like on someone's forehead. I just like swung and hit someone on the forehead and broke my wrist. Oh, geez. Uh, and then I just went back into the show and was just like enjoying it and everything. And then the show was over and we were leaving. I guess it's not really a mod story, but it's based off of me breaking my arm, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, we were, so I was leaving and uh, I saw like some like older white dude beefing with uh, Jay from Unity. And so like I was like pushing my way through the, through the crowd and stuff. And then like they got into like a shouting match. And Jay was just like, oh, this, this dude called me the N-word. Like, this dude called me a nigga. And I was just like, and so, like, I was up there yelling at him, like, next to Jay. And uh, our friend Asosa was also, like, at the show. And so Jay just, like, called him for Asosa. And then Asosa just appeared next to us. And so we were just kind of, like, yelling at the dude. And then he said it again. So then we just, like, jumped him. <laughs> and then it was just, like, a huge, like, brawl kind of thing. Right. Uh, and then we ended up chasing him out on the street and stuff. But yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot of other good like mosh stories that are like specifically mosh. They all end in fights. Something, <laughs> yeah. Those are the mo- more memorable ones, I suppose. So the the breaking of your arm did that 
um, made oh, things yeah, worse like when it. you were fighting this dude? Yeah, a little bit. Because, like, every time I would hit him with my right arm, I would feel it in my wrist. Oh, <laughs> like, right yeah, right yeah. here. I would just feel, like, the shooting pain. But the adrenaline was going. So I was yeah, just like, for sure. I'm going to keep going. And then uh, after he ran off, finally, uh, and, like, I was walking to my car, <laughs> I had to call my mom. Be like, hey. Because at the time, I was still on uh, my parents' health care. I got lucky by getting grandfathered. Oh, into definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh and i was like hey just wanted to let you know i'm gonna have to go to the hospital tomorrow <laughs> oh jeez! and she was like why i was like just hardcore just hardcore yeah. <laughs> just doing stuff yeah you know no that's funny Those fun shows you don't want to go to yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely shows that i'm like i'm really glad that my mom is not here to to watch my band because there's just some i try to get my mom to go to every single show because my parents live in austin now so uh back when that venue that jonathan's story happened mm-hmm. uh so that's in austin so i would every time we played down there i would try to get my parents to go to watch because i just i love seeing them in because the couple of shows they have gone to, it's just funny to watch them in that environment. For sure, yeah. <laughs> dealing with it. You know, that, that's... Yeah. Yeah, there, I think there's one time, because um, my my folks, I, I, I think, again, we talked about this, where I grew up in Winnipeg. I live in Calgary mm-hmm. now, but my folks moved out to Mississauga, like very close to Kitchener. Um, yeah. But my dad was in town in Winnipeg, and my old band was playing a show, and I was like, yeah, if you want to come through. And I was like, he probably won't. Like, he'll probably just stay in the hotel he's staying at. But he, like, showed up, and I was, like, you know, like, just playing. And he was like, yeah, that was that was something. That, I remember that's what he said. He's <laughs> like, that was something. I was like, yeah, we just, we, you don't have to break it down any more than that, Dad. But that's too funny. Um, <laughs> well, uh, River and John, I really appreciate both of you guys coming on the show chatting about some ballista things and just like some really great tangents as, as well that you know i never <laughs> thought we would chat about um if there's anything that you want to send the people off with anything you want to plug uh the floor is yours for whatever you guys uh want to officially end on uh i would just say you know we're not going anywhere anytime soon so you know we'll be around mm-hmm. you know Keep an eye out for a full-length album sometime this year. Hopefully soon, because, I mean, we started recording, like, the demos and stuff already. So hopefully, like, it won't be too long before we can put that out. But sometime this year, we'll have cool a full-length album. Yeah, very, very excited for that. Um, maybe we can uh, do another one of those when that comes down the pipe and uh, chat about the songs. That I think that would be really fun. Um, that would be cool. But once again, thank you to you guys. You guys are clearly the cream of the crop. And uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us.